Hey legends, it's Blake here from the Sports Medicine Project. Hope you're all doing well. I don't even know what episode this is, but we're probably getting up to maybe six or seven. Now, it's just me today because Kelly is trapped back home. Well, she's not really trapped. She just can't get home because of the floods. So she's up in Queensland at the moment. So it's just me and I don't know when she's going to be back. So I wanted to jump on and I'm just going to do a very, very quick case study. Now, I know people see this clinically all the time. It is, well, what I'm going to talk about today is bursitis and more so bursitis under the second metatarsal head. So something we commonly see all the time. I'm going to talk about a case I had and then how I managed it. And yeah, I think I managed it the right way. But yeah, be keen to have you guys reach out. Tell me what you think. I've posted a bit lately about not holding on to patients when things aren't improving. So this this guy I'm going to talk about now. So mid-40s, runs three times a week. He works in a job where he's on his feet quite a bit in a pretty stressful um, job as well. He'd actually been referred by a physio. So I saw him on the 20th of December. So he was referred from physio. He'd had a couple of months of treatment. Um, this physio had gotten him an MRI, which confirmed a, um, an adventitial bursitis under the second metatarsal head. She'd played around with some loading and things like that, which didn't really improve it, which we, we understand, obviously, in a weight-bearing area, load's probably not a thing that the bursa needs. However, she did put a little metdome um, just... Um, I think the right word. She put the met dome just proximal to where the area that was sore, and he got a bit of relief. Now, I know there's a couple of podiatrists listening to this podcast that would be like, "Oh, bloody physios putting stuff in shoes. I don't know what they're doing." I um I called the physio after I had seen him, and and basically said that was a really good thing that she did because there's probably plenty of cases that we don't see where people are using met bars and met domes and offloading techniques and and getting a good result. So if you're a podiatrist and you're getting mad at a physio for doing that kind of thing, or an osteo or a chiro, um, I'd maybe have a look at your your ego and try and think, you know, it's about the patient getting better. So anyway, so things aren't... Got a little bit of improvement with the dome. Come to see me. We I always have an hour an hour with um, my initial, so it gives us a really good time to flesh out, you know, a really good subjective and objective history. Nothing really... Um, to of note, they maybe suspected it was a stressy, but again, confirmed on MRI. Now, a couple of things that I went through that I think were really important, and I know you guys have heard me talk about, and Kelly as well, you know, explaining things are multifactorial. Yes, this guy had a really cavus foot, but you can bet your bottom dollar, I didn't say, hey, listen, mate, you've got this injury because you've got a really high arch. I mean, if I ever said that, I think I'd quit doing what I do. So, Basically, what I said to him was, we do have a cavus foot, and during his gait, he was a lateral loader, so very likely he's putting a little bit more stress and force you know, through that, that second metatarsal. But, and I always try and give this argument to, to podiatrists to talk about foot type as a be-all and end-all. He's probably had that cavus foot his whole life, and he hadn't had a you know, chronic history of lateral forefoot pain or lateral midfoot pain, so... Yeah, explaining that it's a it's a part of the whole. So cavus foot, lateral loader, had some clawed digits, pretty prominent metatarsal heads, um, stressful job, on the feet a lot, moving house at the moment as well. Um, so you can see all those things and, again, sleep 
was pretty inconsistent as well. So again, all those things we went over and I just used the cup analogy and said, drew a cup on the whiteboard and said, hey, these are all these things that go into this cup. When the cup overflows, you know, sometimes the tissue can become compromised. Again, he didn't have chronic pain or anything like that, but I definitely thought it was it was worth explaining. So he came in, gate assessment, had a look at all that, showed him what, and the reason I show people on an iPad, um, and I actually got this from a, a weapon podiatrist, I... Uh, used to work for in the Sunshine Coast, he would be very much into like showing the iPad and showing the patient and understanding how things work. And it was really, really great. So I do that with all my patients now. And to be honest, they um they love it. I just think sometimes if you're trying to say something to them, because in your head, you've watched them walking like, hey, you know, you've got some force going this way or you've got a really plainest foot and it's causing more pressure on your tip post or more stress. You know, if you can show them and, and draw some lines, which again, aren't completely accurate, but if you can really show them, I think you um, you get some really, really good buy-ins. I've got to thank him for, for that. It's um, It's been really good. So again, do that with mo- most of my patients. Did it with this guy, it made complete sense. And I said, basically the way we're going to try and offload that is just using a soft off-the-shelf device. I said to him, and I'd be very transparent with my patients and say, hey, this isn't going to last forever. You really haven't had it for, for that long, um, maybe three, four months, um, in the sense of, you know, haven't had it for um, for years. But I just said this soft little Inosol, it's a short-term thing. This Inosol isn't going to last forever, but I know your injury is not. So very happy to make him a soft little Inosol. Now, Cavus foot, straight away, I put a, a valgus wedge on there from the midfoot for the forefoot. Now, I thought to myself, should I put a little met bar or a met dome on there, just proximal to where he was getting that pain through that metatarsal head, or do I go plantarly and do like a U cutout? Now, I know everybody's different. For me, in this case... Um, because he's never had, you know, um, orthotics or endosols before, I thought I'll just start with a valgus wedge and I'll put a nice soft, you know, pour on met bar on there, grinded it back a little bit so it wasn't too aggressive. And, you know, he put it on really, really comfortable, alleviated most of his pain, thought this is great. Had to fix up the arch a little bit. We've got a grinder in the room. So fix that up there on the spot. Super, super happy. We talked about... And I won't talk about it too much now, but basically with his running and movement, he's really keen on the gym and and moving and things. So I just explained to him, you know, you're able to do all these because he was still running. You know, you're able to do this running and jumping and hopping and all this kind of plyometric movement. I'm, I'm not telling you that you don't have to, sorry, that you have to stop. But if you don't, you know, modify it or stop, I can guarantee, you know, the rehab's very, very likely to be longer. That That's just how it is. And I explain this with patients, um, with the running patients I see. I don't like to tell someone to stop doing something. I just give them the option and say, hey, you know, if you do stop and you can find some ways to cross train, it's very likely going to get better quicker. However, I am okay if you continue to, you know, do your exercise as it is, but knowing this is very mechanical and load related, the more that you load it and flare it up, the longer it's, it's going to take. And in most cases, they're, they're pretty happy to say, okay, we'll take some time off. Um, you know, I explain, you know, I've got this inner soul, I've got some good shoes, we'll trial some taping. Between all that and having a rest, we can have a really good shot at, at getting this under control and then we can gradually build some some things back in. So that's how I tried to frame it. And again, he was um he was pretty happy. And I don't usually have too many concerns um with that. Now, so that was the, the very first appointment, and I'll just quickly say this because this is where it ends up. On that first appointment as well, again, having the hour. I said, with these kind of lateral forefoot versus joint capsulitis things, they can be 
you know, sometimes a bit tricky to treat because they're in such a weight-bearing area. And with these other biomechanical variances, such as a cavus foot, lateral loader, prominent net heads, and, and the clawing of the digits, you know, it's likely this may take some time. However, I, I do want to reassure you that if things aren't improving, we have a, a little bit of a framework to think about for time frames. But, you know, if we get to that 8-12 week mark and things aren't improving or you feel like it's only improved fractionally after we've made some changes to the inner sole and things like that, I think it'll be worth seeing one of the, the sports socks that we work with now. Again, I'm very lucky and very fortunate that I am able to just pop out of the room and I have lunch with the docs and can talk to them about this. But I would encourage anyone that is, you know, seeing anything, not even complex, but anything musculoskeletal, you know, say this on the first appointment. Patients really, really appreciate it because, you know, I've heard hear stories and I, and I talk to the docs about this and they say, you know, they have they see patients that have been held on to either when their private health runs out or they're held on for six to 12 months and they miss things and, you know, things take forever to get better. So I said that to him on the very start. So I was pretty happy with, he was comfortable. We got a really good understanding. He knew what was going on. We we're trying to modify his load. So I said, you know, let's catch up in a couple of weeks everything's comfortable you know if you come back in a week i'm probably not going to be able to do that much for you there's no exercise to progress you know we may be able to go over some pain stuff and realign our goals but you know happy with with how you're going so um come back in a so he comes back in a couple of weeks and i'd also give him a shoe recommendation sorry i forgot to mention that so yes very standard not very um i guess you could say technical perfect foot type I thought for a for a hocker bond night because I had some lateral stability in there and my reasoning for that is you know it's a little bit of cushion for um, a little bit of shock attenuation it's obviously got that rocker through there and I think as well the hockers have quite a wide um, midfoot so I'm thinking maybe more ground contact and if he feels he didn't feel unstable but I said hey if you feel a little bit unstable I can build some more stability um into the device but I said yeah try them on try on a few different pairs of, of shoes that are similar and tell me what was best and he absolutely loved the the hocker come back with that so we had everything perfect so from that two week been feeling really good he'd taken some time off running he was just doing some um just stuff at home in the shed just like squats and, and lunges and things like that without putting and he said it didn't feel too painful so I was like that that's fine to do so we come back and feeling really good jumped on the treadmill watched him run again didn't think there was anything to change rarely do we change something anyway but um just said let's you know start doing some walk runs and you can definitely get out walking um if, if you can't if you feel like it's too painful to run. So we started some intervals. Now that was on, that was after Christmas. So then from that appointment, I thought, hey, let's let's move this out to um to three weeks. And then again, come back in those three weeks. Said it, it had some, because um, his job went back. He said that he'd had some flare-ups up, it'd been up and down. It had some really, really tight, like four or five days of really, really feeling great. And then he would do some running and some walking and it'd feel a little bit okay. And then it was up and it was down. And, and I always explain the analogy of, you know, if the end goal, if we're starting at the bottom and the end, if you imagine a whiteboard, you've got the axis going up, the axis going across in the very top right-hand corner of that graph, I'll draw a little star and say, this is our goal. I'll start from the bottom and I'll say, things aren't a linear progression, not a straight line. And I'll just draw some zigzags and say, it's up and down as long as the general trend is is up and that usually makes patients feel like it's okay to have some bad days or a couple of bad days and it'd be um be painful so from that appointment i increased the valgus wedging a little bit again didn't have that much room in the 
um, in the shoe. He'd been wearing his shoes a fair bit. He tried some anti-inflammatories. Um, and again, we'd, we'd made some improvement. I'd, I'd written in my notes probably about a 20 or 30% improvement, but I don't know what your guys experience, but with something that's been going on for that long, usually we see a, um, a better improvement or sorry, a little bit quicker. So what I thought is he's comfortable with what's in there. I did a little U cut out on the planter surface. Again, nothing too aggressive because we didn't have that much room in the, in the hocker and we were wearing that for work and everything. Well, yeah, wearing that for everything. And that was comfortable, felt a little bit better when we left and I thought, okay, let's, let's give it a month and give it some time that's comfortable and came back in a month, which was, now this is looking at my notes, not that, not that long ago, maybe a week or two weeks, I can't even think, but yeah, it looks like a, a week, I'm trying to think of what the, the tapes are, it's been a long day in clinic. So he come back and said he'd felt like it had it had regressed quite a bit now. Went through the history, nothing had, had really changed. And you know, the inner sole was still comfortable. And I thought, you know, this has been, it had been coming up to that nearly, I think, 10 and a half, 11 weeks. So again, I was feeling very, very privileged and very lucky. I just said, because he was my last patient, I said, mate, just hang on. I'm just going to go grab one of the docs and just have a quick chat to him. And in my mind, I was thinking, hey, this is a perfect example of a great referral. And again, if you're, pod, physio, chiro, it's great to build these relationships. I mean, a good sports doc, if they know, if, they, if you've done the right thing and the patient explains that and you call the doc and give them a letter or a phone call, they're like, oh, hey, this person knows what they're doing. They may even see the patient say, hey, no, no, keep doing what you're doing. You know, come back and see me in three months if it's if it's not improving. So I went and talked to the doc, talked about a couple of things and I probably think you're all thinking, you know, injection and that kind of thing. And that's what um, we were talking about went back to the patient and I said, hey, you know, I don't want to don't hold on to you. I think that it's worth bringing in someone else to, to have a look and a little, be a little bit more of a diagnostician um, and possibly do it some treatments that I, I can't really do. So he was ecstatic. He was like, yep, that's great. You know, really happy. You know, we've tried this. We've got some improvement, but I feel like it's going backwards. And yeah, it was incredible. So I, I booked him in well, he's going to, well, he already has booked in. So he's going to see the doc in about a week. I booked him in for a month. And one thing that the, the sports docs have said to me, and, and I've definitely what I've done wrong in the past, is when I came back in or when I'm explaining to the patient, I didn't say to him, yeah, we're going to go to get, um, go and get this opinion from the doc. He'll give you injection. He'll give you this. He'll give you that. And then you can come back and see me and we can continue on. So I really think, because the patient will tell the doctor that and it, it just really looks bad on your behalf. You have no idea what the doc's going to do, whether it be more diagnostics, injection, you know, the diagnosis might be wrong and, you know, the MRI may be inconclusive or, you know, who knows, it could be something completely unrelated to what you think it is. So I just framed it and said, you know, we're going to bring someone else on into the team, you know, in our rehab journey and get another opinion and possibly some more um, some treatments, you know, that I can't do, or maybe, you know, some more diagnostic. And again, he was really, really happy. So that was kind of the journey of the, of that second metatarsal head bursa. But I think it's pretty common and you can easily see undoubtedly, and I would have done in the past, I would have just held on to them and kept trying and kept wedging and domes and things like that. And I'm not jumping on here and saying that my inner soul was absolutely perfect to the to the degree of, you know, three degree, four foot ferris or whatever it is. I was confident that 
that was enough to work and it hadn't worked. So I'm not going to keep playing around. And because and, what's going to happen is if things don't improve, that patient's going to be in pain for one, two, three months onward. It may turn into something more chronic. And imagine if, you know, if things, you know, get better and then they get worse and they go and see someone and it's like, oh, you know, I just saw this pod for, for six months. I mean, can you imagine when and I've seen patients that said, oh, you know, I saw a car, I saw a physio or I saw this pod for six months. And it's like, you saw them for six months with not much improvement and, you know, now you're seeing me. You need to see someone else. Like, we know that things kept better on their own anyway, like a regression to the mean kind of natural history. So I just thought it'd be interesting to jump on. And if you're a new grad listening to this, it's a great way. And even if you're anybody listening to this, it's a great way to build relationships. It shows you're an experienced clinician. And I'll never forget... Um, one of the, the docs saying, actually, I'm going to leave you guys with two lines, then I'm going to jump off. Um, but yeah, please reach out if you have any questions or I guess any of my clinical reasoning. I think it's um, it's pretty sound, but again, everybody's different and everyone's in a different situation as well. So one of the docs, great, great quote, he says, investigate aggressively, treat conservatively. So I feel like I've done that first, treating conser- conservatively. And now it's worth worth getting another opinion. The other one is they think that, that over the years, one of the telltale signs of a good experience, evidence, evidence-based clinicians is if they or if one of their patients isn't improving in two, three, four sessions, they'll actually send them on for another opinion. And I thought, wow. And I think back to when I was a new grad and I remember this lovely lady, God, she was just beautiful. She was such the nicest lady. And she had um, just a generic chronic plantar heel pain. And I saw her for 11 months. And we got some improvement. Then I went back, some improvement. And we tried everything. We were taping, orthotics, this and that. And I just think back, I I should have referred her on so early. But again, it's it's a learning curve. And um, I'm really happy to share share that with you guys. I don't feel like I'm perfect. And there's probably things I, I could have done with this patient, but I didn't. But I feel like generic generally sorry that most pods would probably follow the same kind of um treatment again i went pretty pretty hard on the pain education and explaining it's multifactorial and yes it's very mechanical but from an offloading standpoint i definitely wouldn't have put him in a boot or crutches or anything like that you know i maybe could have tried like a carbon plate in the shoe or a pour on um forefoot you know for a bit of shock attenuation but they were in the hockers and you know, I've got so much confidence in the doc and it's a great way to build relationships and the patient was happy. If the patient was like, no, 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 I, I want to keep trying what we're doing, I would have been like, yep, that's great. And he said, you know, he's very happy to come back. And ideally, we know that whether it does end up in a, an injection or whatever it ends up, I'm probably going to look like a, at least some kind of an experienced evidence-based clinician because I'm not holding on to patients. And I said to him as well, you know, all this stuff we've done definitely isn't, you know, a waste whether or not you know, things do end up in injection or, or whatever, the inner sole and the shoes and things like that, they're all going to be something that you can continue to use for three to six months, which you'll probably most likely, you know, need to. So again, very happy um, to go and see the doc. So yeah, let me know what what you guys think. But yeah, it was, a, it was an absolute cracker. Alrighty guys, so I'll um, talk to you guys soon. Have a lovely week.